Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited to have a very special guest here with us today. Her name is Maya Hu Chan, and she is a globally recognized keynote speaker, best-selling author, leadership educator, and master certified coach. She specializes in global leadership, cross-cultural management, diversity, equity, and inclusion. She is a ranked top eight global solutions thinkers by Thinkers 50, world top 30 leadership gurus, and top 100 thought leaders in management and leadership. She's worked with thousands of leaders from global Fortune 500 companies and public sectors around the world. She's also the founder and president of Global Leadership Associates, a global consultancy that partners with organizations to help leadership capabilities and enable profound growth and change. She's also an author. Her new book is titled Saving Face, How to Preserve Dignity and Build Trust. It was an Amazon number one bestseller in three categories. And uh, you can check that out and grab a copy of that book wherever books are sold. And also from her website, mayahuchan.com. So go there, connect with her. Uh, I know she'd love to hear from you on social if you connect with her there as well across social media. Maya, it's such an honor to have you on the show. Mario, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. You have quite the resume. I just what I just read, you've done a lot. But one of the things that I know you're super excited about today is your new book titled Saving Face. And I'd love to just ask you, like, what was your motivation behind writing the book? That's a great question. You know, I have been working with leaders around the world for decades. And I have heard so much about their success stories, their frustrations, and their challenges all along, right? And the more I hear about it, the more I start to realize that that many of the frustrations and challenges that they face, they all come down to one thing, and that is the concept of face. Okay, so, and, and this is a concept that sometimes can be counterintuitive sometimes, but it's so essential to their leadership. So I decided I wanted to write about this and to help leaders build relationships and preserve dignity and also build trust. Uh, and then hopefully it will build, help them remove some of the roadblocks and uh, help their work be, you know, be a better leader and uh, create a better environment for their team. So when you say face, and that's a concept that you use quite often, what specifically are you referring to? So face is a universal concept beyond its origin of Asia. Now, this concept, it really permeates all aspects of our social and business interactions. 
Okay, so it speaks to the common human need and desire to be accepted and respected and appreciated. So when you hear Mario, when you hear this term, it's not about the money. The real issue is often about face. So, you know, do you tell? So let me tell you a little bit about um, what face is. But first of all, you know, face is the social currency of our times. Okay. And what do I mean by that? It's that social, imagine how we build a supply of face with someone continuously, that continuously making deposit into this account. And to build trust, we express gratitudes, appreciations. And we compliment them and also um, uh, recognize people for their contributions, both in public and also in private. Or we empathize. We put ourselves in their place to understand their challenges. We give their voice equal time and weight. And when we need to make a withdrawal, we're careful to not make somebody lose face. So for example, we provide feedback in a way that saves space and preserves dignity. Yet at the same time, we get our point across. If we mistakenly cause them to lose face, the relationship can still be saved if there are enough deposits to cover the withdrawal. So the definition of face is that face represents an individual's self-esteem, self-worth, identity, reputation, status, pride, and dignity. All of that is inside and out how we see ourselves and also how other people perceive you. And that's face. So is face for most people, it sounds like it's something that we're all aware of, like not not specifically aware of, but maybe subconsciously aware of. And so we've all been operating within these certain categories that you've talked about but not consciously. So once we become conscious about them and how I'm sure you explain in your book, what tends to happen to people? You know, that's a great question. Once we become more aware, then we are more intentional about how we show up and how we interact with the other person because then we're more aware of how we can make the other person feel through our actions, our behaviors, and our words. So once we're more aware of the concept of face, then we can also think before we speak and we don't operate in this autopilot, right? It's like, okay, this is just the way how I, this is just the way I talk. This is how, who I am. Well, when we work with people from a different backgrounds and they may have different priorities and different cultural backgrounds and we're maybe coming from a very different um, scenario, then we learn to be more aware of that. And then we listen before we judge and then we seek to, to, to understand. And we also really take the time to honor face and we don't want to cause somebody to lose face. And certainly we want to make sure that if something looks risky or potentially can damage the relationship, we want to do whatever we can to save face, to preserve the relationship and then to have the best outcome for all parties involved. So the result is that much better long-term relationships and also um, overall, it's a better outcome for everybody involved. So since this concept of face, like we just mentioned, is something that most people 
subconsciously have. Where did you consciously discover it? What made you sit down one day and say, this concept of face has some has a lot of merit behind it. I need to dive more into this. You know, this is something that over time, right? I hear so many stories and then I started to realize that when all this conflicts that or interpersonal problems that we're having at work or in personal life, it can all come down, comes down to we're not being aware or intentional about thinking about the other person when we interact with others. Let me give you an example. So I was working with this client and um, um, let's just call him John. Okay. So John was, um, it's, a, it's a global manager. He works for a big tech company. He has a big team. They're located all over the world. So John um, is writing an email one day to ask one of his team members located in a different country to accomplish a task by certain day. So it's a pretty straightforward email, right? And within a few hours, he received a reply back from this uh, team member. Two words on that email, no way. <laughs> well, he was not pleased, right? You can imagine that he saw this and he said, wait a minute, I am your boss. I asked you to do something. And then you, you, you say no way and no explanation. So he was not happy. So he immediately, he was kind of annoyed and he immediately started writing a very angry email back. And then so he was writing this email back um, and then just right before he hit the send button, he stopped and read his email again. I was like, wow, that's come across really harsh. Then he thought about it. He said, you know, this team member has been working with me for about a year. He's been hardworking. He's always, you know, getting his job done. He's, he's a great you know, a, a very valuable asset in our team. I wonder why he would say no way. What's going on here? So instead of sending this angry email, maybe I should just talk to him. So he picked up a phone and uh, called this team member. And then the team member said, well, um, a boss, he said, why did you write this email about, well, tell me about this project, what's going on? And this team member said, well, I'm so sorry that there are two other deadlines that I have in the same week, you asked me to accomplish this task. So there's no, it's very difficult for me to, to do all of that. And uh, then he, he started explaining, you know, the, the reason he couldn't accomplish them. And then so John said, okay, well, that makes sense. No problem, we can, we can adjust the, 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 the deadline. No problem, but I, why do you say no way? That, that just seemed really strong, really harsh. And this team member said, you know, boss, I've been trying to improve my English. I've been watching a lot of American TV and, and movies. I wanted to be more direct and I'm using, you know, American English. So I see a lot of people say no way in the movies. So I thought, hey, that's an easy way to get my point across. Is there something wrong? <laughs> right? Very quickly, John realized what was the problem because English is not his first language. And so, but he, he's, he's so glad that he actually stopped and think about it before he sent that email, right? Just imagine if he had sent that angry email, that would damage the relationship and that would cause the team member to, to lose face. And those, this, those are some of the things that he may or may not be able to repair. So there's countless, there are hundreds of examples like this throughout the time I, I provide coaching 
and teaching leaders to be, you know, to improve their leadership is that I've learned a lot of times you can cause people to lose face. You don't even know it. And then if we're more intentional, we get off the autopilot and then we start to be more mindful about how I say something and is this the right time, the right tone? And then do I stop? Before, before I think about it, before I say something, now usually the outcome is so much better. That's a great story about about John, your client, and about how he, you know, because I, I think about, you know, it's that emotional thing. Do you let your emotions control or do you really, do you, is it really about the connection with the other person and understanding or is it about an emotional reaction because you perceive something, especially when it comes to like texts and emails? Because when you're talking to someone, you can kind of see their expressions if you're in the same room or you can hear their tonality if you're speaking. But when you read something, it can be a number of different ways. And so when you look at that, you know, I think it's brilliant to go back to someone if, if you get an answer like John got and be like, well, let, let's not even worry about the answer itself. Let's let or the 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 intent, but let's talk about the intent behind it. Why did you answer it this way? Yes. And then from that perspective, you can say, okay, it was that's not your first language. I understand now. This is a learning <laughs> experience for both of us. Good. Now let's talk about why you think you can't get this done, and let's figure out a solution together. Yeah. And that's a way more constructive way of doing it, and more empowering way for everyone than being angry about the fact that there was a miscommunication, it seems, on both sides. Absolutely. absolutely. And an unintentional one at that, right? Oh, yes. And, you know, um, and then sometimes we really, you know, especially when in this day and age that we're always in a hurry. People are overwhelmed, overworked, and they're exhausted. And then so they will send a very short text or email, or even when you have a live conversation, like what we have now, that... And because we're in such a rush, then the tone can come across as harsh or too direct, right? A, a client of mine just recently shared with me, got some feedback about the way she come across to her team as very condescending. I was saying, exactly what did you say? And she said, I have no idea. Then I asked the team member, oh, when she disagreed with them, she would say things like, are you kidding me? Or I've told you this before. You know, when she say those things, it, it, it send a message to the other person that you're not paying attention or you're wrong. And then put the other person down. And, you know, you, you and if she hasn't, the last thing she wanted to do is to hurt the other person's feeling. So certainly it's not her intention, but she can lose face, call somebody to lose face. She doesn't even know it. And so there's something that we have, you know, in, I grew up in Taiwan, uh, Mario. I have this, I learned this saying um, at a very young age. This is a 3,000 year old saying, Chinese proverb. It says that spilled water is hard to regain. So can you imagine that you knock over a glass of water on the table, right? And you spill water all over the floor. How hard is it to get it all back in the glass? It's impossible. Almost, almost impossible, right? Mm -hmm. And even if you manage to get some back in the glass, do you still want to drink it? Mm -mm. No. So it's the same thing here. When we cause somebody to lose face by saying something that without thinking, that it's like a, we knock over spilled water. It's just you can't you can get it back. You can't take it back. And so when people feel like they lose face, it can provoke a lot of negative emotions such as shame, 
fear, anger, guilt, and, and much more. And when people feel bad, when they have those negative emotions, that would directly impact how they work, directly impact how they perform, how they show up at work, and how much they speak up at work, how many questions they ask, or how much they share their ideas, even how long they stay with the company. But they may never say something like, hey, you know, look, I lose face at work. They will say something like, my boss doesn't appreciate what I do, or people don't listen to me. Um, I don't feel like I'm being heard, or I don't feel like I belong. When you hear those expressions, that very often is because people feel that they have lost space and they, they're not part of the team. Okay, So being a leader, we have to be mindful and intentional about how we show up and how we interact with others. Absolutely. And I love how your concept covers both sides of not only saving face ourselves, but helping others do the same thing, because it really is that kind of a principle. Maya, thank you so much for being here and everything you shared. I can't wait to pick up the conversation on the next show, because I know there's more, way more for us to talk about when it comes to saving face. I want to remind people that they can find you at mayahuchan.com and also grab a copy of your new book while they're there. Saving Face is the title of your book. Thank you again. And I can't wait to pick up the conversation on the next show. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcast and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.